Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm... Oh, well, well. <laughs> Hello, tryhards. Another week, another pod. Slightly later this week. Nolly's busy. So I've bought the super sub in. I'm going to say that it's because I'm refusing to have her English nonsense after the weekend on here. But it is a Red Rose who joins me, but only one Red Rose would I allow to be on the Tri-House podcast. Meg Jones, welcome to your Tri-House debut. Great intro. Thanks, LJ. And obviously filling in the boots of Knowles, they're tiny, tiny boots, but they fit me as well. So happy days. Are you, are you a five, five? I'm a five and a half, six, you know, depends, depends what we're saying, but Nolly's feet are quite small, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, they are. Um, deceptively as well. I got bigger feet than her, but I'm shorter than her. So Have you actually, what size are you? Seven. Bloody hell, what do you do? Fall asleep in a greenhouse with your feet first. Yeah, five five foot two, size seven feet. <laughs> but I will say I've got a fantastic center of gravity. <laughs> so I think like a, and a big part of that is having, you know, bigger than average feet for my height. So what's your size step like? Good. Well, I, that's where I kind of trip myself up quite literally. Yeah. Um, I do one issue I do have is like tripping over my own feet. I actually fell down the stairs at Sky, um, like quite badly actually. Like it could have been the end of days. Um, but when I'm like tennis, I get around the court quite well. It's when I try yeah. and it's yeah. I mean, you, you have to saying like Nadal or more like a bit like Serena, like what, what we're saying with the tennis. Um, I kind of see myself as like a curious kind of character. Oh, a curious, nice. Yeah. Okay. Lot, yeah, lot of flair. Yeah. Um, lot of chats. Lot of chats. Struggles perhaps with the mental side of things. Um, <laughs> and just keeping it keeping it locked down. So happy days. Who who actually? Because I feel like Nadal is a lot of people's like ultimate sporting hero. Who is your sporting hero? Um, can't say Nolly. Yeah, that's obviously given. Um, my sporting hero, who do I love? I love a bit of Quay Cooper, me. Do you? Love, yeah. But then I don't know if that's just because of rugby, a little bit of a rugby nose and he's a bit different. And yeah, I don't know. I do like Quay. Like I, I, if that's one person, if we're saying like hero, yeah, if I saw him in the street, I would be kind of speechless. I'd be like, yeah, that would be me. Quay Cooper, I think. Um interesting you said that I'm going to like bowl straight into the rugby now you said Quaid because I'm interested to hear what you think of Finn Russell is he the 10s ultimate 10 do you love him what's your thoughts on Finn yeah I think he's a bit like Marmite isn't he everyone everyone's yeah I don't know because he, he is I love the his flair side of things but then he's also got to rein it in sometimes to like lead everyone else because that's 
that's kind of my work on as well as a 10. Like, how can you be superstar, but also do the right thing for the team just to win? Because I think sometimes he tries to do, like, some of his kicks are very rogue. And I'm like, why are you kicking that? Is that because you feel under pressure or that's genuine, like, part of his system with the, with the Scot- Scottish guys? So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do like him because he, he does give me Quaid vibes that you've, you've put that in. But he doesn't have much structure, does he? Yeah, I think he struggles. Do you, do you think that tens have more pressure on them than any other player on the field? A hundred percent. Like if your attacking system's flawed, I think the ten feels that, don't they? So I think they're like, oh, maybe that was part of my fault. But so I think that's what this is what Eddie's trying to do with Marcus. It's yeah. like rein him in a little bit, but also understand that what he's got is, is like super superstar. But he also has to stand understand that not everyone's going to be on the same page as him. So if he's doing something different then the forwards are going to be like, no, that's yeah. not part of my structure. You know, so then it, it ruins I think the Marcus game. is probably going to be the best of both worlds in that sense, in that he is flair, but he's also got that fundamental English rugbiness about him of structure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because and, and I think Eddie's, or he's, I don't know who else has identified, identified it quite early, but they, they've seen, right, okay. But he's also young enough to be like, right, yeah, no, no I can completely understand what you want me to do both whereas Russell's obviously the other end he's probably a bit too stubborn to be like no nah, it works for me I'm, I'm doing it I don't know yeah. I don't know the geezer but that's my impression anyway it's also probably from Finn's perspective like he's one of the highest paid players in the world mm-hmm. and he's the star of an absolute Galacticos team with big yeah, cats so that probably has a psychological impact he came under a lot of scrutiny on the weekend were you surprised by the drubbing that that France handed to Scotland no France are next level. They've like stepped up their game, haven't they? They're um, this consistently performing now because I think they've realised how one obviously their defence is insane. Yeah. Um, Sean Edwards, Shawnee boy, yeah. Shawnee boy. So I think he's he's brought in big, big guns for them. And then their attack, they've just I think they've understood how the French flair actually works. Like, I mean, you're looking back probably ten years now, but when they were top of their game. Um, only Sebastian Chabal comes to my mind, but um, with those with those guys, that's when they were playing really well and consistently. And I think now this is like the new year. Yeah. When you had your Dusatois and your Trandukes yeah. and your Yangers and and you know Sarzeski, the hooker with the best hair in the history of world rugby. Oh yeah, when Anne did throw. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that they are in the driving seat for the World Cup because they're the hosts in 2023 and they're playing so well? Yeah, potentially, but also you've got South Africa, haven't you? So, and they're pretty. Well, I don't know. No, you know, they are. I, I'm. I think South Africa will up their game, or keep their game consistent anyway. But what do you reckon? All Blacks? You think they'll? I don't know. I think it's probably going to be. Obviously, they've had um, Trans Tasman competition in that they've mm. played rugby championship during all of this, but it just feels like. And obviously they came up in the autumn, but it feels like New Zealand rugby is a bit cut off. And I think that's interestingly, I think the Black Ferns are going to feel that when they come back to playing sevens. Um, are they going to be ripe for the picking when we finally see them back on the World Seven series? They're due to be in Langford, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw um, the they yeah the restrictions have gone, haven't they? Or yeah, they're allowed to sanctions are up. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough, isn't it? Because obviously we saw the fifteens, the Black Ferns fifteens girls come over. And you could clearly see the difference, can you? Yeah, massively. So, yeah, maybe that just because of competition, there's just no yeah. competition. So, well, I, all I want to say, hopefully it happens to the seven skills, but <laughs> you, never, you never know. I think they're in our pool, I don't know. Maybe uh, 
just want to say a big congrats to Tyler Nathan Wong, who got engaged this week, found oh, her yeah. king. She has had that Instagram caption in the locker waiting for that ring so that she could uh, break that one out. Uh, other news this week about Langford Sevens is that Russia obviously won't be there. No Dave, no Rave, by Zach Hammond over there, star already uh, wouldn't have been because she got injured in Seville. Um, but yeah, Mexico will fill their slot. Yeah. How... Obviously, in Malaga and Seville, because the Black Ferns and Fiji weren't there, we saw more invitational sides and the Polish girls were there and performed so well. That was, you know, awesome to see. How, as a player on the series, how exciting is it to see more developing rugby nations being involved, teams like Mexico, Brazil, Poland? Yeah, definitely. I think the more they get exposed to that sort of professionalism and the high standards of, of what we're doing in terms of the World Series, it'll only just push the game further and, like, you know, like Poland was just a prime example for me. They just stepped up each weekend and they were pushing teams to the limits. And that was Brazil, you know, Brazil are good, good team now. Like they're, they're actually the contenders as well. So you can't, it's going to get to the point, like similar to men's where no game's easy. Yeah. And you kind of, you kind of go in then like a bit like, okay, I need to be prepped for all these games. So every game on a world stage in sevens is, a high high standard so yeah definitely good good for Mexico um I know they'll enjoy that when they were out in um, Canada when we did like a uh fast four there or was it Canada maybe I think so yeah it yeah. was Canada Edmonton yeah yeah. Edmonton, yeah 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 um so um yeah you know what hotel we... you're in for Langford are you in the yeah. the town one or up at Bear Mountains you know yeah I think we go the Bear Mountains uh, I think it's like I know I think so in that's all I can think I think so, yeah. I can't remember. Is it kind of like a lot? It looks like you're like, you're on a hill. It's, yeah, mountain, Meg. That's Bear Mountain, the, the clear. Yeah, no, I get that. But you know, like, Kafili Mountain Calf, like, it's not on the mountain, is it? Like, you're up. Do you you're know up, what? Like... Like, when I stay <laughs> in the five-star resort Bear Mountain, I I actually thought, God, I could be on Kafili Mountain here. This <laughs> Just like that, that Gruffalo experience they got up there, it was very similar to that. Um, phenomenal. You know, of all of the, the places I've travelled to in rugby and all the hotels I've stayed in, nothing comes close to Bear Mountain. <laughs> yeah, no, to be fair, Canada's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. But everyone, everyone raves about, everyone raves about um, the sweaty Betty, don't they? Because you get like, it's like half, half the price in Is Canada. It? Yeah, oh my God, have you not known? No. So yeah, it's, it's literally half the price because of the conversion rate. So everyone always goes over to Canada. Comes back with sweaty Betty. Like so, make sure there's room if you if you're on your way. Yeah, I'm going uh, April twelfth. Going for my birthday. Yeah, doing the oh, men nice. Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, Get I'm yourself down sweaty Betty. I will. Or, be. or you can do is order it from in the, from the Canada website to the hotel. That's what all the girls did in um, Edmonton. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, listeners, you don't get this from Nolly. This is not the no. chat that, that Danielle Sean brings to the pod. Uh, <laughs> yes. Are you looking forward to uh, to Langford? How yeah. did you enjoy playing? I know that that ground kind of divides opinion a little bit because the pitch there, but they tend to sell it out, and it's pretty good fun, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Good crowd, like the Canadians ramp it up. But they're full G. I'm not too bothered to be honest. I'm. It is when it's boiling hot, like yeah, it is like. You come out there yeah, like third degree burns. So just got to be kidding. You got to hyper fix that up. So, but yeah, um, I think we're, we're buzzing because everyone's going to have like a two month sort of like pre season now for the girls because we've got no Singapore, et cetera. Um, 
and yeah it'd just be good to see everyone especially with the black films coming out as well yeah whether we we keep that um because a lot of like obviously Ireland stepped up last tournament we stepped up so it'd be good to see if that continues because it's very rare you know your top four you, you only have France's but you never really have like European sides in there do you yeah I'm really interested to see what the kind of like psychological impact it's had on you girls the black fans not being there I don't mean you girls as in England I mean every team has it made you feel going into tournaments that they're completely open I mean obviously Australia looked really strong again um, and Tim Walsh is back in charge of those girls but has it made you feel Dubai the two Spanish events has it made you feel like well this is anyone's for the taking because they're not here I think yeah slightly like you kind of go oh top one's gone so that means there's definitely you know a third or a third opportunity here or a final like if 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 the cards sit right so if you get the right semi-final if you get the right quarter you, I guess you, it does go into your mind because you know you don't want to get Aussies quite early on you probably want to get them in the final right so um yeah no definitely and I think that's that's happened a lot so it'd be good to see the confidence now because we've experienced you know the, the pressure the pressure games whether that you know translate into the Langford games but you can only wait and see, and um, yeah, it'd be good to see the girls back out anyway. I um, I miss Gossie a little bit, actually. Not that she's going to know this, but, you know, she's a she's a character. I like, I like Gossie. I love her. I mean, yeah. anyone who listens to the pod knows how much I love her. She's my hero. <laughs> I, knew, um, I knew that was going to resonate with you. I love her. Just love her. You know, <laughs> my first Radio Wales show, I even got her on. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm virgin on Stalker. I'm virgin yeah. on Stalker. Sorry. She won't right. mind. She won't mind. She loves it. Um, talk to me about Ireland in Seville. Were you surprised or do you think that that's been coming, them getting to really kind of connecting the dots of everything? No, I think it's been coming, to be fair. Like, they're all they I think they've started to understand what they're good at and then they're just applying that. So, like, they turn over balls, you know, using Amy Lee to the full extent, their switches. And so, yeah, they just suffocated us bad, like... I mean, they, they push all teams to limits, but they literally pulled our pants down. Um, so, yeah, no, long time coming. They've invested quite a lot. Have you been to the Performance Centre? At Swords? No, I haven't. I've heard it's immense, but I haven't. Oh, good. There. Yeah, we had a little training tournament before in Tokyo. And, um, yeah, insane. Like, it just shows you, I don't know, it was just, I was just very jealous of, of that compared to our Loughborough University. Not slagging off Loughborough. Obviously, it's really nice. But... A performance center like that yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't say no put it that way I wouldn't say no so yeah um long time coming I think but they deserve it they I like I like the Irish good group girls hard working but I think they're just working to their strengths and, and that's as simple as the game can be I think whatever you're good at just do it very very well I say good advice for anyone in any walk of life uh yeah. speaking <laughs> of, of performance environments I went into the Welsh camp on Tuesday to oh, see the yeah. girls um yeah, sat down with Kira Bevan, Gwen Crabb, and Alicia Butchers. Um, so, um, yeah, really good. Um, had to take a handbag into camp. I just want to ask: Are you on? Are you on gift gaff? Are you on gift gaff Wi-Fi? N- no. Why? Does it keep shutting no, out? Only, only just then. But I would. Well, you can't. Don't start like having <laughs> on my Wi-Fi. Actually, um, don't worry. I'll fix it in the edit. No one will know. Yeah, probably, fair enough. I'll probably leave that in now. Uh, 
your one gag. Um, yeah, I actually had to take a handbag into camp because I went to the Bristol Saris game on Sunday. Kira Bevan's mam, Liz, took a shine to my handbag. So I had to go into town and buy one on Monday. Shut up. Yeah, and like when people say that like women's rugby is too kind of like incestuous and friendly and like, you know, everyone's got like personal relationships, you know, friendships. You know, I'd argue that um, I would do that for the men's team as well. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm going to diversify and personal shop for anyone's parents now in the game. Sign you up. Sign me up. But yeah, it was good to get in there. And it was, um, yeah, they even fed us, which never oh, happened. That's good. Yeah. I was going to say, what, what's your take then on it? Do you think, do you think they're going to show some sort of, almost like they've developed, I know it's only been yeah. short, so it's really hard to say, but do you reckon there's going to be a step up in this Six Nations for the Welsh lot? I do. Not necessarily, though, because of that environment. I am, like, chairman, treasurer and secretary of the Johan Cunningham fan club. And mm -hmm. I... Never met him. He... So, Johan's a, a well-regarded coach, highly respected coach. And I've said before, I can see this kind of... Um, similarity between him and Tim Walsh's story in that he probably didn't want this job, but he works for the union and they've probably said to him, right, do it until the World Cup and then we'll, we'll you know, get you in with the national men's and, you know, that'll feel like a step up. But he seems to have grasped it with both hands and he seems to, you know, there's, there's been a huge amount of turnover in that coaching role. There's been what, like yeah. four head coaches in two seasons. I've been in and done pieces with all of them. Um, I, I didn't buy into Warren from the beginning. I felt that there was a lot of Warren Abrams. I felt there was a lot of um, uh, kind of buzzwords. Johan yeah. looks like he's coaching the basics. And that's what nice. Wales women need. And yeah. they look sharp in training. They look organised. They look like they're understanding things more. They seem to have a bit of a, a structure to how they're going to play and, and kind of a, a greater recognition of what their processes are going to be. Yeah. And that's probably what's been lacking for them. So, you know, I think they could spring surprises. They go to Ireland first in their opener. Um, yeah, that'll be a good game. Yeah, so it will be interesting. I do think, though, there is probably an undue amount of pressure on them and people will have to remember they have been professional rugby players yeah. for, you know, 12 weeks going into the tournament. So Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's the bit I don't want them to get caught up in. It's like everyone be like, oh, well, we've just invested all this money. I'm like, yeah, yeah cool, but you like, how do you, do you know what I mean? You need to give something, something like that time. Exactly. Because they've got, they've got world-class players, and I think spot on with them doing all the basics, et cetera, and just understanding the graft a bit more. But yeah, they've got good players. I mean, they, um, they almost, yeah, I, I want them to do well. I really want them to do well. And we have to have a little quick word for Georgia Evans, who I was at Bristol Saris on Sunday and it was absolutely horrendous. And um, I believe that Georgia's now gone and had her up. I don't know if that's on social media, but um, I knew that was scheduled this week. It was horrendous, like one of the worst I've seen in rugby for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but I have to say huge, huge credit to the Bristol and Saris girls because... Yeah. What a nightmare. It took them 25 minutes to repatriate Georgia off the pitch. The girls remained on the pitch for a few more minutes and then they had to come off because the ambulance was going to leave the ground to take her. So an hour after kickoff, four minutes of rugby had been played. 
bloody hell yeah so to come out and it was a great game when they came back out so yeah it was and and best wishes to Georgia because yeah a real sickener but she's got lots of support around her I'm sure and uh, she'll be back pretty quickly um one thing I want to ask you about so Karis Williams has been around the Wales group um training I'm not sure the date that her requalification for Wales actually kicks in, but it yeah. she will be available for the World Cup. And I believe at a point in the Six Nations, she'll be available for Wales. Uh, the Six Nations squad isn't announced yet. Obviously, you're you're a player with a not dissimilar story to Karis in that, you know, she had to play for England to get that um opportunity. So, you know, you you know her. What will it be like for her to to represent Wales now? Well, yeah, she's Welsher than me. She speaks better Welsh. She's quality. So I think that's a big loss for England, to be honest. She's actually, like, she was at Wasps. Obviously, she's now at um, Loughborough. But, yeah, she's, I think she's quality. You know, for that now to go and play international rugby again, obviously she had to make that decision because she she knew she probably wasn't going to get back in the English squad anytime soon or didn't want to. I don't really know her personal opinion on that. Um. But yeah, that'd be an amazing opportunity for her, and I'm sure her family would be buzzing because they're the Welshiest as well. Um, they're I think gogs, dogs, aren't they? Yeah, they're gogs, and even a dog's Welsh. Wow. So, yeah, that shows you how Welsh they are. Um, um, how much of a how much of a gain is she for Wales though? Like, is she quality? Like, what can Wales fans expect from her? I think she'd be more of like a physical centre. Like, I think that's what they lack um, a little bit, um, but also like her offload game. They started calling her Karis Bill Williams. So um, she actually, like, the way she takes the collision and, and gives the offload, like, that's exceptional. And she's very vocal. And what she also knows, she knows the English girls, so she yeah. won't have any sort of... She'll have, like, she can kind of see through that a little bit because sometimes I think it's like the Blackburns, like, you see these these figures, but actually, if you know the person, it's a lot easier to play them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm in, in, intrigued to see if she gets on the pitch. Um but yeah, that'd be an amazing opportunity for her. And um, yeah, go Karis, Team Karis. It's um, it's interesting you say about like the way that we look at the Black Ferns as being stars and perhaps the same thing happens for England because obviously uh, it was Gloucester, Loughborough uh, on the weekend and I spoke to a few of the Welsh Gloucester girls and we described it as being scazzed because obviously they drew the game, they'd led most of it um and Scazzy came back uh, back from injury back on the field just in time for the six nations which anyone who isn't english doesn't want to see um but <laughs> it's interesting how they talk about Scaz in the regard that they do like she has got superstar status within women's rugby doesn't she yeah 100% but you could even tell as soon as she came on the pitch like she just it, it was like i mean she's got a highlight reel for carrying she <laughs> <laughs> i had to laugh um, but no, she's exceptional and she's definitely got that status about it. But she, I think she's in the right for that, hasn't she? She's, you know, she goes about her business and does it extremely well. The way, the pace she puts on the ball, but the pace she puts on the ball and produces the pass, that's the bit that women's rugby lacks a little bit. But also her understanding of staying square and giving the pass. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the skill. But it's like, it's not even a huge skill, but what she does, she does it extremely well. So. How nice much to see Scazzy back out there. It is. How much is she a player who will need game time to get back to her kind of top gear pre-Six Nations? Or is she somebody who, a little bit like Falatau, comes back and straight back to that level? Yeah. Um, I think 
some bits she might feel like she needs to like get the gears in obviously I'm speaking on behalf of it but um <laughs> so I, I don't really know how she but I think as a as a player of that because she got what 90 odd caps she yeah. might go for 100 um so I think she'll be all right I think it's just about understanding I think just getting back to how, how much she's putting her body on the line again because that's probably the mental mental block um but I don't think she'll struggle to be honest she's she's past that a little bit but it'll be about maybe understanding the team dynamics again, but that'll come with training and a couple of games in, I reckon she'll be, she'll be flying, flying. What's your take on the women's Six Nations being in this separate window to the men's? Do you think it's a, a positive? Obviously everyone's towing the party line a bit with it. And I asked girls and everyone's like, oh yeah, we're so, so keen. Do you think that it, it helps the women's tournament? Does it devalue it because it's now not with the men's tournament and, and is so separate? I th- I think as long as they treat it the exact same as the men. So I'm, I'm literally looking at Twickenham Stadium now, but we went over there to train and they've got all this corporate hospitality fan fan village, they call it. So if we had the similar things like the from sponsors, et cetera, given into the given into the game day and that, that environment for, for fans, I don't see there being an issue because it prolongs that six nation period. And actually the fans from the men's game could go, yeah. I'm going to watch some more rugby. And then the people that are working on the men's game can come over and help the women's game. So, like, hopefully, if that happens with the, with the crossover, I think it's the, it's the best thing for the women's Six Nations because it gives it a separate identity. We're not trying to copy everything, but we're, we're building on or perhaps stealing some of the ideas of the men's that have worked and that fans enjoy, but also putting that spin on it. Obviously, TikTok now is the big, this big sponsor. So... I think which is very it's not feminine but I think it's like it's more of a girl thing I know that sounds really so like I think that what we spoke about earlier but why the girls are bought into it so much because they actually enjoy doing it and it's like it's a bit fun it's a bit more energetic and actually suits I guess the women's game a bit more because it's not it is serious but like we don't really understand the girls personalities because it hasn't been put out there as much whereas I think TikTok is that platform that maybe perhaps allows you to see the personalities in a different light yeah. as opposed to, you know, Guinea. I don't know. I think, I think it's a good, I think it's a good sponsor and I'm not trying to stereotype TikTok or anything, but I think I, the girls relaxed around it. Yeah. In, in a commercial sense, they describe it as synergistic because it does feel like a really good partnership. I think it's interesting because um, I kind of yesterday tweeted about it said that you know I think it's it's massively positive for the women's game because the girls are so into it and then probably had a bit more of a think about it in terms of the fact that you all seem to be far more aware of building your presence as athletes and your profile and you know as I said yesterday Ilona Marr put herself on the map with TikTok during the Olympics and she has really positioned herself as an icon of the women's game um through that app and I think the rest of the girls are now like well we could do the same everyone knows who Alona Mar is so I could be the Alona Mar of Wales England Scotland whoever so it you is can't just produce banter like that though from from Lone. I know I, that is wow. good. she's do you know what the I, I I've got to give it to her the way she talks to the camera she's really engaging you know I love it don't come easy no I, I love Low. I love Low. I um it has made me laugh though how like she's everywhere on TikTok. When it's someone you know in real life and she's like a TikTok influencer, people mm. like um, 
duetting her video, Girls with Big Boobs, What's That Like? And I'm like, this is so mental that like, this is someone I know. But yeah, yeah. she smashed it. Um, I, I really wonder who's going to be like the next star of TikTok from Women's Rugby or who's going to be the kind of Six Nations star. Who are you back in? Who's got the best chat? God, um, from the yeah, I don't know. Well, across the whole board, it doesn't have to just be England, is it? But I know England more. Um, Kira Bevan is desperate to be a force in that space. Desperate, yeah, yeah. And she's just been shown that like Cecilia Tuapalotu is like you know rhythm to spare. Yeah, yeah, Kira's competing with it. I absolutely peed myself yesterday, though, because Cecilia put a picture of the two of them on Instagram and captioned it Timon and Pumba. And I just, <laughs> it absolutely ended me. I just thought that is so hilarious because it is literally the most spot on character assessment. Um, so they've got all the Disney characters in Wales because obviously Randall is on the wing as well in Jazz Joyce. Oh, yeah, Randall. Um, what I was, was going to go Keels. Brian oh, yeah. Big- Bryony's already big on um, TikTok, not low big, but she's big. Yeah, um, I saw um, Dudley actually up on my For You page the other day. That was funny. That yeah. was funny. I did laugh at that. Actually. Yeah, I laughed at that. <laughs> content. I actually sent one to Bryony as well of like um, this, these identical twins. You'd had their wisdom teeth removed and mm-hmm. they were coming like back round and they'd forgotten they were identical twins. <laughs> so they were like confused by seeing themselves. And uh, Bryony said, I wish I could forget Poppy sometimes as well, which yeah. really made me laugh. Quality. That's great quality yeah. content. Bit of, bit um, of family. Bit of family. family feud. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot of stuff here. This is like mm-hmm. good chat. It's better than the nolly chat. Um, I do like to throw in some kind of, you know, pretty mundane stuff, though. What are you going to have for your tea today? Um, I'm actually at Wasps today. So we have supper, um, which will be... No, it's not. Spag bowl. Sometimes Spag we have bowl. chicken wings. I don't know. We have pancakes Tuesday. Obviously, it was pancake day. Yeah. Um, but jizz, actually, this will crack you up. So, ran off the pitch after coaching. So, half eight, come, o'clock, uh, come nine o'clock. She's there in the kitchen, whisking up the mix. She comes out all over her. I said, Jizz, where you been? She was like, I had to do the mix. I was gone. I said, that if, that isn't, if that isn't stay humble, then... Sweep the sheds, just sweep the sheds. But it's not just like sweep the sheds and stay humble. It's that you cannot turn off the mum gene. She is yeah. a mum and yeah. she knows you've got to provide your kids with pancakes on pancake day. <laughs> and in that environment, you were her kids. Did you go sweet or savoury? Uh, sweet, always sweet, yeah. What, Nutella. Nutella. Well, well, both. So I did add Nutella, Nutella one and I had a, I do love a lemon and sugar. So. But we've got some French girls and they were like folding it like... A crap, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm like rolling it. And they were like, <laughs> no. 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 But I was like, I don't like a pancake. The only time I'll eat a pancake is if I have a crap on a ski trip. Yeah. In banana, but like, yeah, in yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't like pancakes. Didn't have any pancakes on Tuesday. Got no interest in them. Mm, Should have Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've made a guacamole today. Oh yeah, nice. Spicy one, yeah. I've put jalapenos in it. I've put some of the juice out the jar as well. So it's got a real kick. Put some yeah. coriander in it. Uh, and I'm going to make some tortilla, like proper tortilla chips. Nice. So you're going to yeah. add any like, um, any protein? 
I don't know. It's going to mean me going back and out to the shop. And it yeah. is absolutely hammering down in Cardiff. Oh, yeah. So I'm tempted to do maybe like a bit of a, a taco beef kind of vibe with it. But mm. we shall see. Uh, I have to mention Match Pint. Um, I could have got away with it because Nolly's not here. But I have dropped a second in the Legends League. Are you, oh, you were top of that, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, and good team, good team. Do you know what? Sometimes uh, you just take a bullet. You take a bullet for the cause. And I backed Wales to win. And at the end of that game, I thought it was coming in. I thought, she's got this. She's absolutely nailed yeah, this. Uh, so incredibly disappointing on every level, that result for me on the weekend. But not least because I've dropped a second behind Andy Good, the one person I do not want to be beaten by. Uh, That's not good. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> um, isn't it funny? Andy Good says good. Alex Good says good, not good. Yeah. I reckon that's just weird. That would what be like you, you and me saying like Jones and Jones or something. Yeah, or Johns. Johns, yeah. Like Man on Johns. Like Man on Johns, but that is spelt differently to us. So it yeah, is, yeah. it's not the same. It's not the same. Uh, so, yeah, no match point this week. Uh, hopefully everyone played the quiz at lunchtime today. Get your thinking caps on. There are two rounds left of match point. It's never too late to join. And if you are within seven points, you win a free pint. And if you are within, no, if you're within, th- basically you can win a free pint or a free pint to gift if you get nice and close, guys. So it's free to play. Get involved. Try hard as our league pin. I was actually back in. I thought Wales were going to win as well, to be honest. Really? On that last, I did, yeah. Oh. Just thinking about it now. I, well, I thought they played better the last four minutes. It wasn't really a spectator game, I must say. But they um, they played their best rugby the last four or five minutes. Yeah. And it was the most exciting part of the game. I was on the bus on the way home from sale, so um, it wasn't quite the uh, the atmosphere I was looking for. But we got a few Welshies, so, um, yeah, that was quite quite shocked actually I, thought I was, was watching it with two children who were really annoying one of them was so <laughs> tired that he was telling us he was going to support England and we were just like shut up no <laughs> so yeah he covered himself in glory um yeah. that's interesting that you thought Wales were going to win as well that's actually mm-hmm. just made me even more sad uh, you were on the Jonathan show on Friday weren't you I was Shadow Camarag yeah yeah how was that yeah good um I haven't spoken Welsh in ages so I was flapping a little bit because I was like oh Oh, my Welsh is very, very rusty. I haven't spoken since I was like 16, if that. When I was in school, didn't want to speak Welsh anyway because it wasn't cool. Yeah. Um, but now I wish I spoke more Welsh. But it was all good, you know, a bit of Wenglish, never hurt yeah. my body. Um, and very laid back. Nigel Nige was giving me the banter. Um, so, yeah, enjoyed it thoroughly. Would you have loved to have been refereed by him? Yeah, definitely. I think that was one of the pre-questions for the interview. It was like, have you ever been ref by Nigel? And I was like, no, but... Would have loved to. He's done like a couple of lower league games, hasn't he? Yeah. For the men. Yeah, yeah he has a little run out every now and again. Joy Neville was back on Friday night for the under 20s. She did the sure uh, England Wales game, sent Alex Mann off. Um, gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, when you haven't touched the cards in a while. Yeah. Oh, she was itching to. She was honestly, <laughs> if she'd seen me beforehand, I reckon I would have got the red card and perhaps saved Alex Mann on the night. But there we go. Um, have you seen much of the England under 20 stuff? Because they're number eight. No, I watched, I watched that game. Whew. That oh yeah, unbelievable! Yeah, he is. You got my. You got play the match, didn't he? Yeah, I all mm. week I've been going on about how he's going to be the greatest player in the world one day. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. He's phenomenal, 
yeah it shines good it absolutely shone well meg thank you for your cameo appearance on the podcast today um it's great to welcome you to team tryhards we're proud yeah, to have thank you. you very much always a pleasure never a chore thank you nolly for letting me step in your shoes bit tight but they work thank you tryhards we will speak to you next week Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.